Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty. Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! and gentlemen to a brand new edition of the cannon fire podcast live on youtube today for episode 214 we get our buccaneers second win of the week i mean how much better can it get they emerge victorious in philly five and one now their record with a firm grasp on the nfc south and a week and a half to prepare for chicago back in tampa a win is a win 28 to 22 your final score Plenty to talk about in this game, and we'll get to that shortly. But welcome back to the show. I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. And uh, it's not 100% peaches and cream. I- I'll tell you, throughout the first three quarters of this game, I was ready to write it off as, you know, just another offensive clinic, which it was for the most part. The Bucks run game showed up. They were able to control the clock, but uh, things got kind of weird towards the end of the third quarter and beginning of the fourth quarter. We'll break all that down. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. What'd you think of the game, my friend? Always, uh, it's always nice to beat Philly, right? Yeah, right. Um, I know you're devastated. I know. No, it's in reality. You know, it's always, it's always nice to be Philly, uh, to beat Philly, I should say. So, um, yeah, it's uh, hey, a win's a win, and like I said, it's this victory is always much sweeter. I know I joke, right? But yes, I was rooting for the Bucks, right? That's that's no doubt about it. Um, I know I, I did I've say got, I've I, got my doubts. <laughs> um, so like I said, it's always nice to to beat Philly, go on the road, and 
and uh, and win a football game. Um, you know, it, it, it's tough. People don't realize how tough it is to win in the NFL and to go into a, a hostile environment like Philly uh, on prime time yeah. and, and beat that team being as banged up as you are. Um you know, and, and with Richard Sherman going out and he being even more banged up is really a gutsy win by the defense, I think, and a gutsy performance by by both the offense and the defense. You know, at the end of the day, it's not going to say, oh, Buccaneers barely survived the Eagles. No, it's going to say Bucks beat the Eagles. So, like I said, always a victory is always nice, but it's a little bit sweeter for me personally when it's, uh, when it's against Philly. So, oh, yeah, man. And I'll tell you. With this game, very similar to last week, it wasn't the blowout we all expected. It seemed like it was going to be. But a win is a win. Kind of an anti anticlimactic finish there. Bucks were able to drive down the length of the field. They were in field goal position if they wanted to go up two possessions to kind of put a bow on it. But a six-point game, Eagles used all their timeouts, and uh, with two minutes left, they kind of kneel it out, and they escape with a W. But a lot of good to take away from this game. You do have your fair share of things that, you know, we're going to criticize and we'll get to that eventually. But again, five and one, this is a good feeling. And for the most part, I think, you know, 80% of this game was executed exactly the way you would have hoped. Uh, there was the interception by Tom Brady, which of course, you know, was what it was. An another one of those kind of plays. Um, it was some miscommunication there. He overthrows it deep and, you know, he's there to make the play, but the big thing that I have coming away from this is I, I want to get like the bad stuff out of the way early so we can gush about everything this offense was able to do for most of the game. The Buccaneers have the most penalty yards in the NFL after this game, I'm pretty sure. And this was their most penalty yards in a game this entire season. And I think that's a huge reason that the Eagles were able to hang into this game towards the end. You know, there were a couple of miscues, a couple of big plays given up course which we'll talk about from the defense but for a little bit it almost seemed like this game was starting to get away from tampa yeah I, so we talked earlier and you said about the penalties and i said i was gonna wait until the show started um i didn't have a huge issue with the penalties tonight i i didn't just because those penalty numbers are going to be skewed by two huge pass interference penalties that gave up, I believe, 45 yards and like 50 yards. So you take those two away and it's actually not as bad. It's not nearly as bad as it looked. Um, I understand there's still penalties, right? Uh, the Mike Edwards one, I'm actually okay with him grabbing um, Quez Watkins because if he doesn't, it's a touchdown. I know the Eagles scored anyway, but like whatever. Um, and then the, the other one, that ball was underthrown by Hertz. That's a tough play for Dean to not interfere with him when it's underthrown like that. You got to understand he's running full speed. Um, it, it's tough to, to stop and not grab him. So, um, you know, that, yeah, I, I think TB12 Goatman says it. Yeah, he agrees with me in the chat. You know, that, that's a tough play. Uh, that's tough to not interfere there. Um, so I, I know that, like I said, the penalties are frustrating. I believe right now they might lead the league, but however, the Eagles were, were uh, first in the NFL. They played tonight. They had less. And the other team that's second, I believe the Bucs were third. There was a team that was second, and the Eagles were first. I don't remember who was second. They obviously haven't played yet. So the Bucs, still, they still have a chance to, to go ahead of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, I, I thought that the penalties were, were an issue, but they also weren't as big of an issue as, as those yards, we'll say, over 100 yards of penalties. But I don't think it was actually as bad. Yeah. 
So uh, let's go ahead and start diving into the good of this game. What we saw from this offense early on, man, they were rolling. There were a couple of miscues along the way, but Brady in particular, you know, TB12 himself, man, just continues to be pliable this season. He is picking defenses apart. I thought that first half from him was just excellent. It, you know, close to as good as it gets. I like the play calling a lot. It was a lot of short passing tight end screens to OJ Howard, the fastest tight end on the roster, right? Those were actually working a lot of the tight breakout end screen. player. Should, yeah. Big night for the breakout <laughs> players. OJ Howard actually showed up, got himself a touchdown to put the bucks up seven and nothing. And then uh, Jamel Dean with that incredible turnaround interception. We'll talk about the defense in just a little bit, but yeah, man. I mean, on, on top of all of that, you know, again, looking at this first half, the offense was able to do whatever they wanted to in the run game was just on it tonight. Leonard Fournette for another week in a row was an absolute stud. And uh, the run game over the course of this football game allowed Tampa Bay to control the clock. And when you look at the time of possession, that's a thing of beauty. That's another thing that we talked about on the game preview show this week was, you know, possibly playing a game like this. The Eagles run defense is not good. Tampa Bay saw that. Leonard Fournette took advantage. Rojo got a couple of carries as well, but all season Lenny out here doing his thing, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it beforehand. The Eagles were the 30th ranked rush defense. So we thought that the Bucs might come in and, and try to run the ball. And uh, but also you got to execute, right? The Eagles are are a bad rush defense, but at the same time, you got to execute. And that's really exactly what the Bucs did. So it was really nice to see kind of, a you know, a, a ground and pound type game. Right. Yeah. It wasn't we talked about, you know, um, Brady is Mahomes' dad. He says, I hold my breath every time Jones carries the wall. I kind of do, too, to be honest <laughs> with you at this point. Uh, Lenny, I'm good with. I'm, I'm cool with Lenny. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Lenny has just been – he's been fantastic, and uh, he, he earns every little bit of playing time he gets. I mean, he's even catching the football now. I mean, you know, Gio Bernard's out there, and I know, you know, the screams for Gio Bernard get more playing time have not been as loud. You know why? Because Leonard Fournette has proven that he can be in on all three downs. Oh, yeah. So that's a huge reason why. And, um, you know, I, I just think he, he played a great game. I thought it was a really balanced game plan. And, um, yeah, just, you know, you were able to do enough to get the W. At time, we'll talk about it. Uh, at times, it seemed like they let their foot off the gas miss some stuff there where they could have hit it, but especially with Tom Brady having that thumb, you know, it doesn't really affect him, but at the same time, it's going to affect him. You're getting hit. You're getting, you know, you don't want to have Tom Brady throw the ball 50 times. I know he threw it, I think over 40, but didn't really seem like there was much pressure on him to, to deliver the, you know, to deliver the goods because Leonard Fournette was really carrying the offense. Yeah. And I mean, consistency down the stretch is going to play a major factor in this, but I want to take a second and recognize what this offense is able to do and what they have been doing so far this season. In the grand scheme of things, when you look at Buccaneers history, this is the best offensive production I think this team has probably ever seen. Um, in offensive production in terms of actually winning football games as well, because you can go and have four to 500 yard offensive days doesn't mean you're always going to win, especially depending on how you're getting a lot of those yards, right? But the Bucs are out here winning games, putting up 30-plus points on teams. They honestly could have done it tonight if they wanted to line up Ryan Suckup. I, I was a little surprised to see them actually line up in the kneel at, at two exact minutes. 
if they, if they wanted to help out some of the betters, they could have, if yeah. they really wanted right. to, right? I, I think it was, um, oh man, what was the line tonight? I think it was like bucks by six and a half. It was, it was, it was either six or six and a half, I think on most sites. I know, I think there were some sites where it was seven, but I think on most sites it was six, six and a half. So, uh, yeah, some people were probably not very happy. Yeah. One, that Jake Elliott missed the field goal and two, that the Bucks did not attempt the field goal. I think, um, I was watching McAfee today actually. And for FanDuel, they had, a can't miss parlay basically. And it was a same game parlay instead of doing, you know, all day Sunday games. Mm-hmm. So one of the things on there was Leonard Fournette had to score no matter what. I think Antonio Brown had to give above a certain yardage marker, but Tom Brady, I believe had to rush for a certain amount of yards. And I think oh. it was like five yards. So I'm glad I didn't really yeah, jump. Zero, on that right? Yeah. He might've <laughs> evened out with the Neil. Yeah. The negative. He had the, yeah. uh, he had the, you know, the clutch first down towards the end of the game the qb sneak right tom yeah, brady yeah. tom brady being as tall as he is if he falls forward with the football that's an automatic two yards yeah. um so um yeah and also also the over was 52 and a half so oh. if the bucks kick that field goal the over goes to 53 oh, no <laughs> yeah that's brutal man that's bad all right so uh let's talk about um you know, let's talk a little bit more about some of the guys who stepped up tonight. Leonard Fournette obviously being one, but O.J. Howard, man, you yeah. know, he, he's had a couple of solid performances back to back. They haven't been mind blowing, but it seems like these past two weeks, what he's been doing has been leading up to a night like tonight. He did find himself in the end zone, had a couple of really big first downs, had that stiff arm, right? Was running angry for a little bit tonight, too. It was good to see a performance like this from O.J. Howard, especially with Gronk still, you know, being out barely in this one. Yeah, I mean, and, and the first ball that Brady floated there for the first touchdown was beautiful, you know, right right over Ryan Kerrigan's hand, really, and um, good recognition by O.J. there. It's a good play call. Uh, but, yeah, I really love the usage of, of Howard tonight. I think they really use both tight ends well. They, they use Cameron Bray in his role and O.J. in his role. You're not going to see many tight, tight end screens with Cameron Bray, but a guy like O.J. Howard can do it. And he was this close to picking up that first down. Um, yeah. Just got tripped up on the tackle a little bit. So, yeah, I think it's a confidence booster for him. Hope he gets going. Maybe, you know, we thought Gronkowski might play in this game. Maybe do they not rush Gronkowski with Howard playing as well? Do they give Gronkowski an extra week of rest at week seven? Who knows? We'll see how he feels, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, very, very nice game by, by OJ. Could have had a catch if uh, if Tom puts the ball on him on fourth and two. We'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But, yeah, really, really nice game. And like I said, one that I, I think he needed because it was, it was a big confidence booster, and uh, hopefully this really gets him going. 100%. So the stat line for some of these guys, Tom Brady, the quarterback, 34 for 42, passing 297 yards, two touchdowns, and, of course, that interception that we talked about a little bit earlier, running the football, Leonard Fournette doing his thing, 22 carries, a season high for him, I believe. 81 yards, averaging 3.7 and two touchdowns. Ronald Jones also had uh, 20 yards on five carries, averaging about four yards per carry. Antonio Brown, your leading receiver this evening. Nine catches for him, 93 yards and a touchdown. Again, Antonio Brown is not going anywhere, man. Even though he's over 30, AB is playing like a lot of people expected him to as one of the better wide receivers on this team. Not that it's super shocking, but, uh, you know, just more production from a guy you love to see it from. Yeah, uh, I mean, especially uh, the clutch, right? Yeah, uh, I think man. You can, yeah. you can say clutch with uh, 
with that, you know, with that, with that good catch. I mean, that was not a great ball by Tom and uh, it was a good catch. So um, I, Emily says AB seemed to slip and fall after every catch. You know, some of that might be on, uh, might be the turf with some guys. You there know, was uh, Mike cleats. Edwards. Mike Edwards had slipped and fallen earlier in the game too. And I think if he hadn't, he probably would have been able to break up a pass. I, I think the Eagles play on turf. I think the link is a turf field. So um, turf sometimes is slicker than, than actual grass. I, I believe it's turf. So uh, yeah, he obviously, you know, it sucks, but you know, he, he, yeah, he, he did fantastic and he's really starting to come into his own. And uh, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people in here that have been wondering where Mike Evans was. Look, it's just a matchup thing. You know, the, the, Eagles clearly were paying a lot of attention to Mike Evans, to Chris Godwin. So somebody had to step up and AB and really OJ Howard were those two guys in the passing game. Oh yeah. It, it was good to see. I mean, that's the versatility of this offense. You're missing Scotty Miller. You're missing Rob Gronkowski. There's a couple of guys out there, not out there as much as you'd like to see them, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Real, you got all yeah, these real targets. quick. Tony Saylor brings up a good point. Uh, AB will start getting the number one defensive backs and then it'll open up for Evans and Godwin. That's true. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, AB eventually, maybe not the number one uh, option on defense, but, you know, he'll he'll start getting some matchups that are, are tough and that'll end up opening up favorable matchups for guys like, like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin in the slot. So that's what's going to happen. That, that's the beauty of having these weapons. But like we said, I believe last show I said, you know, it, it's tough to get all these guys. I mean, last week was really uh, an outlier, right? Getting AB over 100 yards, getting Evans over 100 yards, getting Godwin 70 yards. I mean, that's this offense, you know, executing perfection. It's not going to be like that every week. And this week it was AB's week. So, like I said, eventually he's going to start getting tougher matchups, but that would just lead to Godwin and Evans both getting more favorable matchups. Oh, yeah. That's the, you know, huge advantage of having three number one wide receivers on a team is you really can't ever count any of those guys out because there's always going to be opportunities for at least one of them to get open. You can't cover everybody out there. But before we go any further about the offense, I don't think we should glance over it. We do have to talk about it. The ugly from this game. I mentioned at the start of the show that right around the third quarter, things got a little weird for Tampa Bay. And uh, the Eagles basically crawled their way back into this game. I think play calling on offense was a big concern here for just a little bit. End of the third quarter, Buccaneers kind of needed the points there. It was a three and out that was costly. And then uh, it, later on in the fourth quarter, the Bucs had a couple of chances to go for it on fourth down tonight, and they kind of held back, made some business decisions. It's, I mean, it's okay. You know, you were playing with the lead anyways, but it would have been nice to see a little no-risk-it-biscuit there. It's okay. So fourth and two shows up. You need two yards. No-risk-it-biscuit here, though. Le Leonard, <laughs> Leonard Fournette has close to 120 yards of total offense on the evening at this point in the game. And uh, you need two yards on fourth and two. What do we do? Throw it 20 yards downfield to OJ Howard, who's in between two defenders. I don't he's know. He's open, what, though. I, I don't know what the play call was there. I Sure, he's open, but you needed two yards, man. And I think I the know. Bucks. I think the Bucks should have made a business decision there. And if not, punt the ball away, at least just, you know, take the safe bet. Hand it to Lenny, who's been eating all night. And let him do his thing. I understand why they they went for it. I get it. I I personally would have punted. Um, call me a coward if you want. I just I would have punted. Your defense was playing fine. The Eagles were only really getting touchdowns off of pass interference calls. You know, your defense was playing fine, but uh, you know, yeah, the play calls bad. But at the same time, the execution wasn't good either. Uh, OJ Howard is open, and Tom Brady misses him. 
So, um, yeah, that's that, that's play calling, but that's also execution. Uh, Gio Bernard was out there. Why didn't you just throw it to Gio Bernard? I, I would have actually maybe not have given it to Lenny. I would have kept Lenny on the sidelines. I would have uh, kept Gio Bernard in the game, but ran a draw play. I, yeah. I think the Eagles were kind of thinking it was going to be a pass. I think a draw play with Gio Bernard would completely throw him off. They really haven't given the ball to Gio Bernard out of the backfield much. So I think that would have thrown him off. So I just, he missed them, you know, poor play call, poor execution, um, a bad, bad decision. I didn't, I didn't think it was needed. They, they punted on the fourth and one earlier around midfield. They go for this one. Didn't really like it. Uh, James is calling me a coward. He's yeah, he is. That is the last guy who should be calling me a coward. Okay, let's not start that. Um, I, I but, will say, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just real quick. Like I said, just uh, it's a mixture, a yeah. bad decision, honestly, a bad play call, and then bad execution. That's that's the result you're gonna get. Yeah, that's the result you're gonna get, Richard Sherman. Um, I will say one more thing about giving the ball to Geo. The timing definitely did line up, but look at the game against the Dolphins and even the few carries he's gotten this season. Good things tend to happen when he gets the football in his hands. He had a couple of first down carries against the Dolphins, and uh, he's a little shiftier, but I think a draw play right there in that fourth and two situation would have been a good call. Like you brought up, Eagles were kind of selling out for the pass, and uh, they had it covered. To a degree, Tom Brady just kind of overthrew OJ. But. Yeah, like I, like I said, I, I OJ was open. He he's you know he he's open, and uh, the quarterback just got hit him. Maybe with a healthy thumb, he does. Who knows? We're not sure exactly. I still think he he won't admit it, but I think that thumb was definitely affecting some throws, um, and I think that might be one of them that it did affect. Yeah, I think so. So let's go ahead and talk about the other side of the football. I think we covered all the bases as far as the offense goes. You can't be too upset with their performance when they needed to score. For the most part, they were able to do it. I thought the, uh, you know, possessing the clock was a really good part of this game. There was one point where they showed the graphic. It was like 27 minutes to 10 minutes of time of possession. It was just unfair how long the Bucks had the football at times. Um, I thought protection was pretty good, too. Brady was under pressure a few times, but I think they did a pretty good job of neutralizing that pressure from the middle that we talked about. Hargrave was kind of giving Alex Kappa some problems at times. Hey. Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox are two of the best in the league. So right. when, when that, when you get that matchup, that's, that's tough to contain. Yeah. Brady was able to make some stuff happen in the pocket. He threw outside of the numbers a few times, which is always, you know, a little uncomfortable to that, see that but... clutch throw the Brown outside yeah. the pocket. Yeah. So uh, he was able to make it happen when they needed to, but with things starting to come together, you got to feel good about not only the run game, but just uh, how this offense is able to start quickly, put points on the board and, and go out there and do what they need to do for the most part. So against better teams, Obviously, you're not going to be able to leave points on the board or make these mistakes or maybe have some some critical play calling moments of that, course. We'll, that we'll always talk about. But uh, you got to like what you saw from them for the most part. It's all so. about it's all about the opponent you're currently playing. Right. Yeah. And that that's who's on your schedule. And you got to take care of business there. So any way you can do that is, uh, you know, is, is important. I think it doesn't matter who you're playing. Right. You're playing a football game on, like I said, on the road when you're banged up. It's, it's a it's a good win. I know it's an ugly win, but it's it's a good win. I, I thought this was going to be a tough game. I was surprised that the Eagles didn't put up more of a fight until really the late third quarter. Yeah. Right. I predicted this to be a four point ball game. You know, uh, yeah, I think you predicted it to be a little bit I think 10. I, think I, I had uh, I think it was 34, um, 24 was my prediction. Yeah. But I mean, you know, even if like 
you know, I just, I, th- I don't think anybody thought this was going to be a pushover. I was kind of surprised that the Eagles were really laying down, but they fought hard. That's, that's what happens. And yeah. um, the Bucks are the better team and, and they showed it tonight. Yeah. So let's take a look at this defense. The real, first real thing... quick, real yeah, quick, go ahead. just to, to wrap, sorry, but to wrap up the offense, uh, G Vegas, Lenny drawing the unsportsmanlike from the Eagles player deserves an acting nomination. Yes. And no <laughs> for yes. And no for me. Yes. Because. Um, he did sell it a little bit, but no, because while I think that rule is so stupid, right? I think that is a stupid rule. The new taunting rules, that is the new rule. Yeah. Technically, that is the rule. You cannot taunt an opponent to his face. That's the rule. Like, I, you, you can hate the call. I hate the call, right? It benefited the Bucks, but like the, the, the rule was dumb. You can admit the rule is dumb while also saying that it benefited the Bucks, But that's also – that is the rule. So it was the right enforcement of the rule. It's just a dumb rule. Yeah. No, I agree. We, uh, we talked about this way back in the preseason. There was a preseason game against uh, – I think it was like the Texans and the Lions. But, uh, you know, there was a taunting call on that. And I, I think it's going to ruin the nature of games in the NFL, but I can't be too upset about it tonight because, you know, Bucks got a call in their favor. And uh, it kind of saved their ass with a critical first down right around midfield. Um, but let's take a look at this defense. There's a couple of guys who stepped up tonight. Jamel Dean, of course, who we mentioned earlier, is one of them. Shaq Barrett is the other. Man, you got to give number 58 his props. I thought he deserved multiple sacks out there tonight. Uh, I put out a tweet. He was playing like 2019 ugly uniform alarm clock digits Shaq Barrett out there. That's the guy that uh, you signed to a long-term contract. Jalen Hurts was definitely aware of of Shaq Barrett at all times throughout this game. Well, they really contained Hurts uh, very well, and I had that on my checklist. Um, so um, I, I thought they did a great job of keeping contained, you know, keeping him in the pocket. When he, when he scrambled, it wasn't a whole lot. Of course, on the first Eagles drive, there's what? There's a third and seven, and he scrambles for 11 yards, and that's exactly what I said couldn't happen, right? I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, yeah. He's going to be able to do that. Um, but, yeah, they did a good job of keeping contained, and uh, Barrett was a huge part of it, the, the hustle that he, that he displayed. Yeah. Um, you know, even JPP, you know, Joe Tryon, Shoenka, they all kept contained really well. I know JVP on the touchdown lost contained there. Um, so did the linebackers. But I thought Kevin Minter were also, you know, the entire defense was really, uh, really good at containing this Eagles offense. And they, they, it looked like they were prepared. It looked like they were prepared for what the Eagles offense was going to be able to bring. And you know what? With the secondary this banged up and, uh, you know, Richard Sherman going down. Hats off to them. They, they, they played their asses off. So Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you're already coming into this game with holes in the secondary. Carlton Davis lands on the IR. You're still missing Sean Murphy bunting. Then, of course, Richard Sherman goes down early in this game. Anton Winfield's still not out there as well. Uh, so the way that this pass rush in particular, I think, was able to step up tonight was was really, really good because we talk about how they've been progressing over these past few weeks, just like O.J. Howard trending and getting better. This pass rush has actually started to show up and, and you know, get quarterbacks under pressure. Jalen Hurts is one of those guys where he can make you miss. There were a couple of times tonight where the Bucks yep. probably should have had a sack, right? But Hurts was able to get away from it and make something happen. That's the type of guy that he is. But he was uncomfortable. He made a couple of mistakes. Jamel Dean came away with that interception. What did you think of Jamel Dean's night? Because, I, I mean, I thought for the most part he played pretty well. I thought he was really good. Um, I, I thought, yeah, I thought he was very good. Good read on the pick. 
Uh, that's back-to-back weeks now with a pick for him. Yes, so sir. help him, help him build his confidence, you know, and if Richard Sherman's going to be out for a little bit, the 10 day breaks helps. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting should be back soon. Um, Carlton Davis should be back soon, but Jamel Dean's going to have to step up here and it, it's good to see him building that confidence. I thought he played really well. Um, I thought, uh, you know, D Delaney played really well. I thought Ross Cockrell played really well for the circumstances. You know, I, I, I thought he, he everybody played that, well. Drop that pick six. I know. I know that that would have been nice. That would have ended would have it. That would have made it what yeah. 35 to 14, I think. So, yeah. um, yeah, that was unfortunate. I'm, I'm going to call offensive pass interference on that because if you yeah. look close, Miles Sanders before the ball completely gets there, Miles Sanders grabs his arm a little bit. And I think it might've affected it, affected the timing. Just saying. Oh, um, yeah, but I, I mean, definitely, definitely great by the secondary, but you're talking about the pass rush. Uh, the Bucks actually did end up with two sacks. So um, Shaq Barrett with half a sack and Vita Vea with one sack while Jason Beer Paul had half a sack as well. So, all guys were really productive. I, I thought, you know, how about Vita Vea, yeah, Miles Sanders, man. Miles Sanders running with momentum. Here's how it looked. Okay. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I, I mean, I, I've never seen a guy's legs just stop moving. This is a, I, uh, this is one of those visual perks for the YouTube yeah, folks. If, you, if you're I, not watching the show, which is the best way to experience it, Head on over to youtube.com forward slash Cane of Fire podcast and subscribe because that was uh, that was better than watching film. Yeah, I, I have never seen a play where a running back with momentum just stops. Like, I mean, just stops. It is like he hit a wall. Yeah, man. Like, I was like, holy cow. I was watching. I just started laughing. I, I didn't. I was just I was like, dude, that is so funny to watch. Like his legs, literally, they stop moving. And oh, I yeah, was like, and, oh, my God. And after breaking a double team as well. Exactly. Half the time he was able to get there and tackle the running back, it was after fighting off two other offensive linemen. Um, I, I know they found some success towards the end of the game. That's kind of how they got back into the game. A couple of big runs run off by Miles Sanders. But for the most part, this Bucks run defense. When, when, did, when the Eagles were going hurry up and they couldn't get V on the field. So. Exactly. So, you know, when the Bucks were doing their thing in the first half, the Eagles only ran the ball one time in that for entire one, yard. <laughs> one time for one yard. Uh, so the offensive production on the ground for them definitely was not there. And Vita Vea, of course, a really big part of that. Good to see some sacks against a mobile guy like Jalen Hurts as well. You got to be happy. Uh, again, a week and a half until the Bears game. So you do have a little more time to rest guys up. You'll, of course, get an update on Richard Sherman. I'll be honest, it didn't look super great. It it was a non-contact hamstring kind of thing. Immediately grabbed it, waved off his sub, and then ran to the locker room, and he was ruled out for the rest of the game. So Immediately. Yeah, it didn't take the Bucs any longer than five minutes to rule him out for the rest of the game. So Arian says he doesn't have an update right now. So. But they having got that, 10 days, they got 10 days off, which, yeah. which really helps having those extra days off is going to be nice. But uh, it's a you know, it's a common theme heading into the game against Chicago, even if you're not going to be 100 percent in the secondary, which you definitely will not be 100 percent by the Bears game. No. But even if you're not much better than you are now, it's going to be another situation where you're going to lean on this pass rush to show up and make it a little bit easier for uh, the guys you do have left in the secondary. And you do have some playmakers back there with, you know, Jamel Dean stepping up. Yeah, you're going to have likely have Antoine Winfield back for the Bears game, likely, assuming his concussion isn't a severe concussion. Yeah, Um, because if it's severe, you know, who knows? But he should 
95% chance he passes the protocol and is able to play. I still think if this game was played on Sunday, he would have been able to play. So you'll probably get that piece back in the secondary. Um, maybe with if Sherman's out, maybe you see Mike Edwards in the nickel a little bit. Who knows? Uh, you know, Jamel Dean. I wouldn't expect Sean Murphy Bundy or Carlton Davis. Like I like we've been saying, I still think week 10 versus Washington is the most realistic uh, timetable for them. I still think they're a ways away, but um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, TB 12 Goatman says Sherman looks slow since he been here. Dude can't run. I like we brought him in, but dude can't run enough to play anymore. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, you got something? Well, I was just going to, no, go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. I'll, uh, I, I mean, he's never been known as a, as a burner. That's just not, that's why he, he's a, he's a zone corner. He's not a man corner. And also you got to remember like this dude didn't play football for a while. So I saw on Twitter and, and I, I knew, um, you know, I actually Bucks time 12 really read my mind. Uh, some people think Sherman kind of rushed back, you know, he played almost every snap versus new England. And then he, you know, then he played versus Miami. And he played tonight. It's just, it's a lot for a guy who, um, for for a guy who hasn't played football, really rushed into it. So maybe that that pertained to it. He's still, he's 33 years old, guys. Like, yes, he's not going to be the fastest player. He's not going to be as fast as he was when he was 26. Like, that's just, that's just life right there. But uh, yeah. he's been serviceable and he's been fine. And they're definitely, if he can't go, they'll definitely miss him. Uh, they, they will definitely miss him if he can't go. And it's another blow to the secondary. Absolutely. So, 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 what, so what do you got? Okay. Like well, I, I put the, I put the finger guns up because you brought up week 10 against Washington. Uh, speaking of that game. Yeah. Well, what, the, is, what is week 10 versus Washington? Yeah, so if is you that... guys are in the Tampa Bay area and you don't have anything going on that beautiful Sunday, we are just going to be at uh, Berry house beer company right outside of Ebor city. And we're going to be having our first ever can of fire watch party. It's going to be a live pregame, postgame podcast. Uh, there may or may not be a Hell in a Cell match between Evan and James. Somebody's, somebody's going, going through, through a table. table. Somebody's doing so, it. So, don't know who. It, it's been don't. stated that we don't know who's going to go through it a might table. Not, it, might, it might not be me, Red, or James. Somebody's no. going through no. a table. Though. Um, but we would love for you to be there. It's not going to be super dangerous for your personal health, I promise. I'll tell you one thing that might be dangerous for your wallet, though, man. Wingbox food truck's going to be mm. out there. If you are a chicken wing connoisseur, I promise you that you have not had anything like the wing box food truck. Like I, I know that a lot of people, when you hear ads like this, they, they think you're overblowing it when you're, you know, hyping up a place and the quality of their food. But I promise you wing box food truck, my guy, Joe, I've been eating at this food truck since the end of 2015. I, I think so. It's been that long. I consistently go there. It's my favorite wing spot in Tampa Bay when I'm able to find them because, of course, they travel to a bunch of different places. But we have got them locked in for the watch party, and it's going to change your life, folks. I, I promise you. The crown jewel of their menu, and I'll leave it at this. They have got these loaded boxes, and it's exactly what you think it is. It, it, it's a, it's a base, it, baseball. It's a French fry base. <laughs> I wanted to say baseball base. It's a French fry base. You can add any sauce you want. You can get wing sauce. You can get ranch, blue cheese, throw jalapenos on that hoe. You can get boneless wings. I think you can get bone-in wings if you want to request it, but it typically comes with, like, boneless wings, and you just uh, mix ch it all chicken, together. Chicken nuggets? Yeah, I know. Adult chicken nuggets. <laughs> but, uh, listen, if you like to throw down, and that sounds your speed, meet us at the Can of Fire Watch Party, November 14th, Week 10, Bucks versus Washington, Berry House Beer Company, 
find all the information on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cannon Fire Podcast. And, and you know, I actually, I, I might have to eat some some boneless wings for that. I mean, it just that sounds, you know, that what? sounds fantastic. Oh, I might yeah, have to eat does. some, you yeah. know, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I you mean, know, if I you're going to have an excuse to throw down on some chicken nuggets, it's going to be for a loaded bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, I eat McDonald's chicken nuggets, so they're I you you're hating on chicken nuggets right now? Are, are we what? are we doing this? No, um, I, I mean, I mean, it's sure I'm hating on. Like I call them adult hating. chicken nuggets because I I won't call them boneless wings. Um, you know, so I, I mean, these boneless wings are chicken nuggets. That's why, right? Like, I mean, they're chicken nuggets tossed in sauce. I, I don't. It's basically dis- almost like popcorn chicken. I don't disrespect it. You know, it's it's effective. It serves a purpose. If you want to stay clean. Sure, go for it. If you have your reasons, okay. But and, it's and just one thing, not for me. Well, one thing I will say, uh, Barry House, uh, you know, obviously has has the best has the best beer. But also, if you don't drink or don't want to drink, Wing House has soda. They have water. They have all that stuff. So you're not you're not alone there. So Wing House um, has all that stuff, but Wing Box also has that stuff. Wing House, Wing House Wing is Box, like twenty minutes well, down the road. Is. They they definitely have that stuff. But Wing Box, Wing Box definitely has it. I don't know why I have Wing House on the mind. I, I don't even live in Florida. Oh, I know why you um, have Wing House on the mind. Well, there's literally no Wing Houses by. Sure. Like, yeah. Okay. That's oh, exactly I, okay. why. Yeah. You're you're digging yourself into a hole. <laughs> Let's go ahead. And, um, uh... Anyway, I mean, like I said, everybody thinks James isn't going through a table. I, he, he might. I don't know. Uh, I don't anyway. know. Brady's we'll Mahomes' daddy says, "James, you have no choice. You're too small." <laughs> Evan, uh, I, I some, wanna... somebody's going through a table so go oh, to the exactly. watch party to see who ends up through a table oh yeah we'd love to see you there man evan i want to get some more thoughts from you on this game do you have anything that we've yet to talk about on your mind is there anything that you're taking away from this game more than anything else well james is six two so i think he's uh, what no the uh, hello, hell he on... is not hello andre the giant yeah are, you, are we going are we six exposing two. james right now have you guys watched the berries buried bucks treasure series me and james are right next to each other for a lot of that series and i don't know about six two man that seems inaccurate yeah he's lying that's he's a notoriously liar everybody knows that everybody knows that's all james does uh evan Wanners would go through a table am i right well i don't know maybe if they, if they sign noah spence and he gets a sack i might go through a table i might willingly go through a table um six foot two flagpole (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right james you don't have to start cursing now it's okay buddy we all know you're not six two it's fine um anyways uh you know uh there's so many times in this game where you felt like it was over but like i said i always felt in unease right and i texted mm-hmm. you i didn't say it was over right i just said my current feeling is just extremely uneasy i was just you know just feeling very uneasy and i was almost right you know because like if the reason last week philly did this basically the same exact thing right it was versus carolina their offense looked like crap but their defense did enough to keep them in it and in the end philly won so i was like Man, the Bucks are up 21 to seven and a half. It should be at least 28 to seven. Like Philly's just just staying in this. Yeah. Like they're just staying in this game. And you know, they did come back, but wasn't enough. So a win's a win, you know. Like that's that's what I'm gonna say. Jalen Hurts. I don't know, man. For all my didn't, Philly peeps, didn't look I don't sharp know. tonight. <laughs> I, he doesn't look sharp at all ever. So I, I don't know. <laughs> just I don't know, man. I mean, the the two games he did were against horrible defenses, the Falcons and the and the Chiefs. I I, I don't know. I just 
I want to like him. I want him to be good, but like, man, he just, the play calling doesn't help. I thought the play calling for Philly was stupid. Their game plan that I said that I thought they were going to do and why it was a mismatch. They made me look like an idiot. You know why? Because they didn't do it. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't really run a lot of screens and get their guys out in space and miss tackles. Yeah. Um, they didn't really do that. And, and it was strange. So, you know, it obviously it played into the Bucks hand, especially with a banged up secondary. So, um, I thought the interior defensive uh, line deserves a shout out on some of the throws when Hertz had to hold it. The Sue or Vea, they're really pushing the guards and center into Hertz's face. Um, so that, that was a really nice job and just felt like, I don't know, felt like there was more turnovers out there to be had, but they just didn't come up with them. But, you know, it wins a win and they were able to secure it. So we'll see. Like I said, 10 days off. So they should have a chance to get healthy. And I, I saw in the chat, somebody said they hope Andy Dalton plays for the Bears. I, I would expect it to be Justin Fields from here on out. Unless Justin Fields is like, I don't know who they're playing on Sunday, but um, they, unless Justin Fields is absolutely they're playing, awful. They're playing the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I would expect to see Justin Fields in Tampa. I don't. So, I mean, Justin Fields is another guy though, who can run. Obviously we'll, we will preview that next week. You know, we're going to enjoy this little mini buy. We'll be back to preview it next week, but just looking ahead a little bit, it looks like you're, you're going to face Justin Fields. So maybe the Bucks can get revenge and uh, the Bucks record on primetime now three and oh, so there's that. Yeah, man. For TK, a team that struggled mightily on primetime last year, that's nice. Yeah, our buddy TK chiming in in the live chat says, Lenny got him 30 fantasy points tonight. I'm about to take the nice. Ellis fantasy. This is the uh, the Cannon Fire League that I was just yelling about the other day. I can never catch a break in this damn league. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But I'll, I'll check my matchup a little bit later. I wonder how I'm doing in my ESPN league. I will say, another guy who stepped up tonight that I think deserves a little bit of credit. He wasn't mind-blowing, but... In the absence of Levante David, it was nice to see Kevin Minter out there doing his thing. He had a couple of missed tackles against Miami last week, kind of had to shake off some ring rust, and uh, he was out there tonight. There were a couple of times where he, he got after Hurts on the blitz. They they sent him on the blitz, and he was the first guy in the backfield, at least one time in particular I can think of, where he chased Hurts over to the right side of the field. Uh, Joe Tryon had some good hustle tonight, too. There was another foot race where he kind of met Hurts before he could get the first down. Hurts is, is a bounce. fast player. Oh, he's yeah, he's quick, player. man. Shaq Barrett had that other play where yeah. any other quarterback in the NFL, he probably would have had a sack, unless, of course, maybe it's like Kyler Murray or Lamar back there. Uh, but Shaq was chasing him down, and he was this close to him until he wasn't, right? And mm-hmm. uh, not a whole lot happened on that play, but just a lot of athleticism from the defensive line tonight. You got to love the hustle that you saw from those guys. And the pass rush, once again, stepping up. I think Bruce Arian said it the best. You know, this 10-day break is going to feel great. And we can actually sit back and enjoy the wins this week. Because with the calendar week starting on Sunday, the Bucks won on Sunday. They won this week. So two wins in a week and a little bit of extra time off to, you know, let it soak in. Five and one. If the Cardinals weren't undefeated, the Bucks technically would have the best record in the NFL. But they are tied for the most wins in the NFL. And uh, more importantly, Tom Brady, the MVP campaign continues. I know the interception was there tonight, but he currently leads the NFL in passing touchdowns, at least, you know, before the Sunday games. Also, thank God that that tipped interception, inter- I should say interception was called back because I couldn't take another bogus interception. <laughs> like that one was the, the, the yeah. one he threw. Yeah. That That's a legit interception. That's a miscommunication. That's whatever. That's the first legit interception he's thrown this season. If that was another, the tipped one or whatever, I'd be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like it'd I was be thinking another... it was going to be three for three on picks this year with all of uh, them just being ridiculous. You know? I was like, are you serious? Like, no way. 
And like, I didn't think it was a pick, but I also didn't think they had enough to overturn it. Yeah, but they did. So yeah, kudos to kudos to the refs, I guess. Look, guys, you can complain about the refs all you want. If you're an Eagles fan, newsflash, the refs in NFL games are bad. <laughs> like they're bad. <laughs> like they're always going to be bad. Sometimes they're worse than others. Right. Um, New England, the New England game week four, they were worse than normal tonight. They're bad. They miss calls on the Eagles. They miss calls on the Bucks, Dude, Jordan Maiata. And the other Eagles tackle, I forget who it was. I should know. But um, they held the JPP and Shaq Barrett so many times. They were tackling these guys no every call. play. I mean, come on. Like, give me a break. Like, and then everybody wants to complain about, you know, the Bucks getting away with some P.I., which they did. That you Jamel know? Dean did, in the end zone was I, pretty brutal, man. I I don't know. I think any time I thought it was clean I, yeah. in real time. How are you supposed to call that? It's a bang, bang play. And there were a lot of you guys know? there too. It wasn't like Dean yeah. was the only person and, there. Yeah. TV 12 goat man was right. I mean, that was a, that, that in tipped interception that was pass interference on Cameron Brady. Like that should have been a first down Tampa, like not, not a, you know, it's interception. So um, I, I just think if you, if you slow that Dean play down, sure. You can make it look like a penalty, but that's a bang, bang play. I thought it was fine. I, I didn't have an issue with it. Um, even if he catches it, that's a tough catch to get both feet in. So, um, yeah, but overall, I mean, just happy to get a win. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to get a win to be five and one. It's, you know, it's important because you got these winnable games and then they're games you should win because they're teams that you are better than. And you got another one coming up. We'll get to it when we get to it, but you got another one coming up and then, and you got the bye week to hopefully get healthy after the saints. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, like I said, just happy to get a win shout out. Like you said, Kevin Minter, I thought the loss of Levante David was going to be huge. Apparently it really wasn't. <clears throat> um, we'll see if David can play, you know, we don't know yet. Uh, we'll find out. I, I believe Bruce Arian said they're giving the players off until Tuesday. So when they get back in the building on Tuesday, that's when we'll have to see. Uh, James says the people's champ played well. I, I thought he played okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he, I thought he played well. Um, I don't think it was his best game. I still think Dallas was just a, a clinic. Yeah. Um, the Dallas game was just fantastic. So I thought he, he did his job. He flipped the field when he had to, didn't shank many punts. The Eagles punter had a kind of a rough night. Um, you know, and, and I mean the conditions for the night, I know a lot of people are worried about it. I told you guys it was supposed to be nice, a beautiful night in Philly, uh, 65 degrees, really not. That's, it's not typical for October 14th. So uh, the Bucks got lucky there with the elements as well. Yeah, man. You love to see it. Uh, somebody else in the chat, Wesley Ramirez brings up a question here. He says, was it obvious they were feeding OJ for a trade? Uh, we actually addressed all this trade stuff on the last episode, but just to kind of reiterate here, I don't think the Bucs are going to make very much happen before the trade deadline, at least involving, you know, guys like Ronald Jones or OJ Howard for that matter. Your, uh, your mic's off. My apologies. Uh, yeah, I, that's not why. Yeah. that it, It's late folks. All right. Give me a break. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's not why I, they, they value the depth. Right. And this just shows that OJ is more than capable of being a depth player. I mean, he's a good player. I still think he's good. So, um, you know, like I said, it's all about building his confidence. I think this could build his confidence and really give the Bucks two more vertical threats when Gronkowski comes back at tight end. And instead of running two tight end sets with Gronkowski and Bray, run it with Gronkowski and Howard instead, and you can get some different looks there. So, Leonard Fournette just tweeted Thursday night Lenny. So, there's that. Um, <laughs> 
Thursday night Lenny, all season Lenny, playoff Lenny, Super Bowl Lenny. It doesn't matter. He is, Lenny, he whatever. Is turned Lenny. Into, to, he's turned into quite the character, isn't he? Well, he's 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 always had a personality. Uh, you know, we've talked about before when he was going through a rough patch. He, he's not a guy who shies away from jumping on social media and at least giving you an idea of how he feels. He's got a couple of emotional deleted posts that you and I talked about. It's it's funny. I it, love it, it is funny. It is funny stuff, man. You know, he he likes it's to be true. funny, but That's he's a character, I... man. He he's got some uh he's got some personality too. Um yeah, Greg Allman with a tweet here that sums up perfectly before we head out here. Uh here's how amazingly balanced the Bucks passing game is. After tonight's win, Mike Evans has 420 yards receiving. Yeah, sir. Antonio Brown has 418, and Chris Godwin has 409, all on pace for more than 1,100 receiving yards. So that wow. is extremely close. That yeah. is crazy. I don't even um, know if it's a hot take at this point. You know, call it, it was at the beginning of the season for sure. But with the way things are trending right now and the offensive production that we've seen over this first month and a half of football. There is no reason not to think that Tom Brady's going to go out there and have himself 3,000 yard receivers at the end of the season, which is just I, bonkers. Dude, Antonio, playing... Antonio Brown missed a game. Exactly. And he still and, has and, that. And they're still <laughs> winning football games. Back to the discussion at the beginning of the podcast about, you know, the level of off- offensive production we've seen from Tampa Bay, especially with Tom Brady and this offense going back to his first season. You know, it, it's it's just ridiculous. And yeah. uh, it is ridiculously efficient, and it feels good to be a Bucks fan right now because when their offense takes the field, it's usually must-see TV. Tony Saylor, my guy, said, if we get the 7-1, and one, I'll buy everybody at the watch party a beer. So oh, the Bucks are taking Tony. care of business. Tony's going to treat you. So, you go, Tony, man. you can buy me a soda. How about that? Because I can't <laughs> drink. So you can buy me a soda. I'll, I'll enjoy a Coca-Cola. That's all yeah. good. Um, yeah, but if, if the Bucks take care of business, Tony's going to take care of you. So There you go, man. I, I like to hear it. Let, let's talk about the possibility of uh, you know the Buccaneers having a record somewhat similar to that by the time the watch party rolls around. It's very look, realistic. You look at the schedule and the pace that they're on right now against Chicago, of course that's going to be a game they want to win. You get so pissed off when you think back to 2020. I know the Super Bowl is going to heal all those wounds, but regular season, that game against Chicago was just BS, and everybody knows it. Every player on the roster knows it. So the last thing they're going to want to do is keep this game competitive against the Bears and a rookie quarterback potentially when they're playing at home. So if you beat them, you advance to 6-1. and one. You've got New Orleans in New Orleans on Halloween. I will say, up until this point, at least up until this point in the season, not talking about the Chicago game, you and I, I think our predictions, our season predictions, are we're still good, right? We only picked them to uh, lose the Rams well, game up until this point. Yes, but but you did in the game preview for the Rams. You did. Yeah, pick the I know. To win, but the weekly so. prediction. Come on, dude. That's that's my shtick. That's right? gotta count. That's, that's gotta my count. shtick. It counts. Oh on man, I think it's more impressive that we're on track from you know a show oh, that we did all the way man. in August. That's right. Oh man. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, whatever. That's fine. Just. Yeah, hopefully, you know, like you said, rookie quarterback, you know, week seven, and then Halloween on, on week eight, and hopefully, you know, instead of candy, that the books get to eat some W's. So, yeah, right. um, you know, it's it, it's it's two winnable games. It it is. Uh, New Orleans obviously a tough place to play. That's going to be a loud stadium, you know, especially with the way last season ended. They're they're going to want to win. So that's going to be a tough game, but. You know, I think the Bucks are the better team, and it's two winnable games. So why not be seven and one by the bye week? Yeah, 
it's a great start for Tampa Bay. I think historically it'll be one of their best starts ever. I can't remember the last time this team was five and one. I'm sure there's going to be a stat about it. it uh, 2005. Yeah. First time they have been five and one since 2005. And it's a great feeling here in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady continues to ball out. The offense is, you know, just getting started at this point. You got to learn how to clean up a couple of things here and there when you play against the better, more competitive teams down the stretch. But for the most part, given all the circumstances, the injuries on defense and yeah. uh, the couple of guys you're missing on offense, you got to feel really good about what the Bucs have been able to put together. And uh, looking forward, definitely some winnable games. And the Bucs poised to have one of their best starts to a season in history. So we are definitely very much excited. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire podcast. I want to say a quick thank you to every single person in the live chat here tonight, checking in over on the YouTube channel. If you have not already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Plenty of great Buccaneers content all the time. We've always got new stuff coming out, and it's never just the podcast. we got some hype videos that we do, a couple of other series that you might want to check out. You know what? I was actually browsing through the, uh, the old Bucks break today. I listened to a couple of episodes to get ready for the game, and... That wasn't everybody's favorite segment, but it was one that I really enjoyed with my good friend Johnny B of 1025 The Bone. We did that segment for a little while, and uh, rest in peace. But the playlist is still there if you guys want to check it out and listen to some losing football commentary. We had the uh, the 2019 season and uh, the first half of the 2020 season up there. It was good times. Yeah, just to let you guys know, yeah, Johnny B's still alive. Uh, he's just saying yeah, he rest didn't in die. peace to, to, to the segment. He didn't just, die. We know, just, it, just, the, you know. the segment kind of, you know, it ran its course, and we had to, <laughs> you know, we had to sweep it um, under the rug. It's okay. It, uh, yeah, Tony, man, if if the Bucks are 7-1 at the watch party, I'm making a party to remember. All right, Tony. Oh, I'm gonna, my I'm God. Gonna Is Tony going to go through a table? Tony might be the one to go if through the table. If the Bucks are 7-1, <laughs> Tony might be buying beers and going through tables. Yeah, he, he might he's gonna be. be. Giving out, he's going to be giving out stone-cold stunners. Yeah, yeah, Dante Holmes. I guess I'm buying a flight home to Tampa by Chicago. I don't know why I moved here. You should also get another flight a few weeks later. So uh, yeah, we are go. we are under now that it is October 15th, actually, on the East Coast. Folks, we are under a month away from this cannon fire watch party. It's, it's, it's crazy. Sneaking up on us, man. James is going to be there as well. He might go through a table. Tony's going to put James through a table at the T- Tony's going to put James through the table after he buys James a beer. <laughs> He's going to buy James a beer. It's going to be like stone cold. He's going to buy James the beer. He's going to flip him off, and then he's going to put him right through a table. In between that, though, he's going to buy James the beer. James will politely decline because he considers himself a man of faith and will not be drinking at the watch party, I'm sure. You, yeah you like tri- that tri- triple triple yeah i i got it <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah i was thinking um if anybody else gets that you'll laugh as well um so yeah dudley boys tag team through the table yeah man just I i'm like just gonna it, like slap red and you get the table it's just <laughs> you know you just go nuts do a little 3d through the table me oh. me tony me tony and Rhett will be like the shield and we'll just put james exactly. through the table you know yeah so Right at Anybody that watches wrestling, shout out to you guys. <laughs> well, follow the show on social media for all the updates on the watch party and, of course, Bucks news if, as it happens. If, if you don't drink at the party, you go through the table. Per Tony. That, that's per Tony. Yeah, I that's, mean, Tony, like that's Tony's rule. We're not telling you I'm, that. I'm going through a table, I guess, then, too. I, I don't oh, know. I got to sneak some drinks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at uh, Cannon Fire Podcast. You can also find my co-host on social media, Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at Evan NFL, where I don't even think he's close to sniffing 1,000 followers. But follower wow. count, I mean... You know, I, I, you're living you're living both sides of it you know you got the instagram fame and then on twitter you're just kind of doing your thing but if you want a good twitter follow you can find myself at reticus r-h-e-t-t-a-k-u-s if you follow man. me i will follow you back the shade uh, is real i'm also i'm also on instagram so uh yeah, yeah you're you're, you're less popular on instagram you're way less popular so Let's let's talk about that for a second. you want to acknowledge twitter but but let's let's acknowledge instagram so um uh, Brady Mahomes' day says WWE's not the same without the attitude there. A lot of people think that. I just, I don't know. It depends on I, the style of wrestling you like. Yeah. If you like good, cohesive wrestling, then nowadays there isn't a lot better. But it's more, it's like WWE's like a family company and AEW's like the wrestling show. There you go. I like it. But uh, folks, that is the podcast. Thank you once again for checking it out this week. Bucks win. Yes, Bucks win twice in a week. Five and one. Now the record with sole possession of first place in the NFC South. Got a good 10-day break before you're back at home against the Chicago Bears. So lots of time to heal up and uh, get as ready as you can for that one. I am your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you guys probably later this week, maybe this weekend. But, uh, you know, with the extended break, maybe we're going to slow down on some podcasts, too. Maybe, maybe we'll try and get one or two out. We'll see what happens. We'll talk to you guys definitely soon, though. But thanks again for listening to the Cannon Fire podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish, and we will talk to you guys later. As always, go Bucks. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Super Beats Heart Choose Advanced. From the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support, the new Super Beats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.